Jewish Money Matters, episode 234, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. Friday, the 11th of February. Yud Adar is the Hebrew date, and, you know, Purim is in the air. Even though we have an extra month, Purim is really a month away. You better believe that the conversation about Purim has started in this family, and we're feeling the spirit of Purim. What are we going to dress as, and what will Mishloch Manot be? And, um, you know, if anybody wants to throw ideas at me, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. I would love some ideas, because... We've been discussing, discussing, but I still have not made any decisions. All right. On the professional front, I've been on several podcasts lately. You might want to catch them. You can catch me on the Awakened Feminine Podcast with Kaki Lee. Such a great conversation. Not a Jewish platform. And I'm very, very grateful to Kaki for allowing me to share Jewish wisdom on money with her audience, which is something that really can benefit anyone, right? Um, And I was also on Modern Jewish Girl with Jenna Mayo. What a nice conversation. Deep conversation about money money in the life of a Jewish individual. And I think you're going to love this one too. So check those out. I've put the links on the notes for the episode. So you should be able to see them right as on the podcast app as you're listening to this in the description for today's show. And we've got a few really, really interesting questions today on social security income, on prayer, and on budgeting. But before that, let's pull a review. I'm actually going to pull a review, pull out a review that came via email rather than on the Apple Podcasts app. And this review is from Bella. Bella, thank you for the review before I even say it. It's lovely. She says, hi, I don't think I can express how absolutely informative your podcast is. Each time I listen, I think, okay, this is the best one yet. And then comes the next one. And again, wow. I especially love the Masons and Karen McCall, but really each one is a gem. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you, Bella. I'm so glad that you're enjoying the show. I really love that. <laughs> I love that review. Um, thank you so much for, for sending that email. Be in touch with me and I'll send you a link for us to connect. I love doing that. Listeners, in case you're new around here, which you might be, every week during my Friday Ask Yale episodes, I pick a reviewer of the week from the Apple Podcast app and they win a 20-minute call with me where we get to discuss your money, your financial life, your Jewish life, if you want, really whatever is on your mind. And I really look forward to those conversations very, very much. And I know, I know today I picked an email reviewer and I think it's because, well, I didn't see any new reviews on Apple Podcast. So come on, keep them coming. Um, I'm pretty sure if you've rated the show in the past, you can do it again. And some of you have been here for a really long time, way, way, way back when, when we weren't even called Jewish Money Matter. So hey, if you're liking the new content, please share, share, share on the on the app, share. And um, what I mean is, you know, share a review so that because really this, this is what helps the show the most. Um, and actually, we are going 
on our fifth year very very soon what should we do to celebrate got ideas send them by my way via email or dm on instagram all right and yes do keep those reviews coming and yes you for sure will keep we'll keep um giving away those 20 minute calls um that i told you i love all right so moving on to the questions before i do that actually i do want to mention monday's episode with carly Carly Rothenberg Friedman. I forgot her last name for it there for a second. Beautiful, beautiful conversation about Sadaka with the founder of My Sadaka. Highly encourage you to check that out and to really explore the platform at mytsadaka.com on or on your phone, which I think I think it's absolutely fabulous. I think this was so needed and I'm really excited about it. And as a reminder, we did mention it on Monday's show, but every one of you who opens at Sadaka Fund with um, my Tzedakah will receive a dollar to dollar match from my Tzedakah. That's basically free money for you to donate to the charities in your portfolio. And again, you have so many char- Jewish charities in there to choose from, and you can even um, request some or suggest some um, for them to include. Uh, so all you have to do to claim that gift is when you open your fund, just say that you heard about my Tzedakah from Jewish Money Matters podcast, and you'll get the dollars and your fund match during your first month of having your fund. All right. So let's go to our first question. Our first question comes from Marla over on WhatsApp. By the way, did you guys know that you can send in questions via WhatsApp? I don't know why I haven't Remember to mention that on every episode, but some of you did catch it. Yes, you can send in questions via WhatsApp at 832-317-6778. Again, we're going to have that in the show notes. You can see it on your podcast app, but that is the number to send questions. If you want to, you can always DM me on Instagram or email me. All right. So what did Marla ask? She asks, do I have to take MICER, in other words, tithe social security income? I love this question. Thank you for bringing it up. It's not every day that we get such a question, right? If somebody's retired and is also receiving social security income, do they have to tie that income? The answer is yes. You do have to take MISER from social security income, but I'll explain something further. One might think, one might think that because I paid into the system, quote unquote, because I when I was working during my working years, I was putting in that money into the system and basically kind of like the government kept it for me or took it from me, however you want to word it, right? Um, now I could I could think, well, now that that's my money, like, it, like that, that really belongs to me. But here's the thing, because when you were doing that, when you were putting money into the system, when you were working during your working years, when you tithed, you didn't take into account that income that income is now income that needs to be tithed. So I just wanted to clarify that so that you guys understand, because maybe just saying yes, and maybe not understanding how somebody could be thinking why would be a no, if we didn't explain it, um, maybe it didn't make sense. So yes, you know, because of the reason, the reason being that we actually did not tithe, taking into account that income that had been separated and, and and held by the government, um, it now is coming to us as untithed income. So yes, we have to tithe it. So that's the answer to your question. Hope that's helpful. Thank you so much, Marla. Elisa asks via WhatsApp again. She says, Yeah, El, why pray if we trust? All right, 
So I love this question. And before I answer the question, I'm going to make a plug for a class that I'm teaching on trust. Bitajon, you know, I love this topic, right? Based on the gate of trust, the book, one of my favorite books, the book I've been learning for many, many years, um, the gate of trust every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to get the replays of the last two classes, you can head over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Yael Trush, and you will find them right there. The class is called Developing Trust. You're going to find it immediately. So um, you're welcome to come next week and every every Tuesday. I think I'm still teaching two more sessions on that. Um, DM me for the link and I'm happy to send it to you. All right. So this is an important question, as I said, and I, I'm going to try to answer it in three ways. Okay. So why pray if we trust? So listen, number one, the, the first thing is because it, prayer is a separate obligation. And it's not something that we do, you know, quid pro quo. I pray so that I, you give me something, God, like I pray so that I'll get something from you. Prayer is for me, actually, it's not for God. So it's something that I have to do for myself. Um, and I'm not doing it. Again, it's not a transaction, like I'm doing it in exchange for something. So that's one one thing to consider. Number two, and this now includes the concept of trust. The idea is that because if I trust in God, then that has to mean that I trust when he commanded me to pray, to ask for my needs. We have a mitzvah to to, to speak to God, to speak and tell him what, what our troubles are and what we need. So I have that mitzvah. I have that obligation to to, to ask for change, right? And that's part of the relationship. And so I trust that there's a God in the world. I believe, first, I believe that there's a God in the world. And I trust that he has my back. And I trust that part of that relationship is um, fulfilling my obligation of prayer, of asking, right? And like I said, it still doesn't mean that we ask in because we want something in return. That's only that's a very superficial level of understanding prayer. If we go back to my first point, I should have said this before, but I'll say it now. When we when we think about prayer, we have to understand that really it's about as I said, it's for me, it's not for God. So the the verb in Hebrew is actually lehit palel to pray. It's lehit palel, which really means it comes from the shorish from the root word. Um, to judge. And it's a reflexive verb. It means it's something that I do to myself. When I stand in prayer, I'm really evaluating whether I'm measuring up to what God wants from me, to what God expects from me. It's not about what do I want from God, but how am I fulfilling my end of this relationship? What, right? It's not about, it's not all about what do I need, but what does God need from me? And how am I fulfilling that right in the relationship so it's it's a it's a big paradigm shift okay so that's number one on prayer um and again we have that obligation to ask him to be in that active relationship where we can ask for those needs but again it has to come from a place of me recognizing and judging every single day how am i doing am i in full alignment with your will like is it all about my will or is, or is it really about fulfilling your meaning god's will and number three is the following. Just because I accept with faith that whatever you, God, gave me this second, right, is good. Like whatever you're giving me right now, I get it. It's good. And it might not feel good at all. It might not 
be in the packaging that I want. It really does not feel good to me at all, right? But based on faith, I accept that this must be good. Now, that does not mean that God can't change it to a different type of good the next second. So I could still be accepting with full faith that what you're giving me is good and still ask for change because I trust, this is where trust comes in, because I trust in your infinity. I trust in your power. I trust that you any second could change the packaging of that good, could change how I experience that good. So I can, I could, I can live with both those things. I can live with acceptance of the good, right? When the good doesn't feel good. And I could live with trust that that could change. And, and with the, with, with the understanding that I, as, as, as a, a part of this relationship, I'm required and can ask for you to change that because I believe in your ability to change that. All right. So hopefully that'll help. It's not an easy topic, but hopefully that will will help you. And then the last question is from Katy on WhatsApp. Again, (laughs) that was popular last week. This WhatsApp number is 832-317-6778. And by the way, it's most often I get the the questions on either on Instagram or inside the Facebook group. So you guys know that you can find me inside my Facebook group, Jewish Money Matters, right? Um, but Kati asks via WhatsApp, what are the percentages I should use to split my budget? Hmm, I like this question. It's an interesting question. And yes, yes, Kati, there are benchmarks out there. And I think I think benchmarks are important, but I also think that we always have to tweak things to our financial situation. So I'll tell you what I like to go by and recommend. The first thing is 10% of take-home pay goes to MISER, right? That's the first thing you have to take into account. So I... First percentage is that 10%. So now you're left with 90%. And for that, what I like to do is I like to use an 80-20 approach, 80-20 rule. So that's 20% of what's left after MISER goes, after MISER goes out, 20, 20, sorry, 20% of what's left after MISER goes out is now going to go to savings and investing. And depending on where you're holding on your short-term and long-term goals, you can play with that. You can allocate that 20%. You know, it doesn't have to be 10-10, but that's a very easy way to split it. But again, it depends on where you're holding. Maybe it's 15-5 and it depends on your age. And, you know, there's many factors. But again, first, let's just, the big, the big, the big picture is 10% goes to MISER. From what's left, 80-20 rule. That means 20 percent goes to saving and investing and then 80 percent of what's left right of your 90 percent what's left after miser goes to life to living (laughs) to spending on your everyday life I can't really tell you more than that because everyone's situation is unique in terms of how much their life costs. So as I've said before on the show, I can't tell you, well, now you need to, from from that 80%, you have to make sure that only this percent goes on groceries and this percent goes on clothing and that percent goes on tuition. I can't tell you that because it's so individual. It depends on so many factors. (laughs) But what I can tell you is that it probably is smart to try to leave your or to keep your housing costs to less than 30 30% of gross income, that's probably a really good thing to do. But again, that is such an individual choice. And it depends on many factors too. So on that front, I'm really sorry if I can't give you more of a, 
you know, more firm percentages, perhaps, perhaps you were looking for some more like firm percentages. But I, I do like this model. I do talk about it a lot and recommend it because I think if you use this model, you'll be you're going to be less overwhelmed than if you try to find out how much you should be spending on each category. If you think more big picture, and then you play with the numbers and you adjust as you need, but try to keep to that. So again, so we're saying, really, what we're saying is 10% goes to tithing, 20% goes to yourself for your goals. And then the rest, the, the 70% goes to expenses. And I would love to know how that works for you. And it could be that you need to adjust this a little bit, but see how close you can get to that. Okay, getting out of high interest debt is gonna be a big part of being able to stick to these percentages that I just gave you. And so I don't really know, Kati, if credit card debt is in the picture here. But if it is, then this is really an entirely different conversation. And the way you would divide your money while carrying and trying to repay the debt is, go is going to be different. So let me know if you have questions on that. But otherwise, that is how I would split it. All right. So that is a wrap, ladies. Thank you, Marla, Elisa and Kati for your questions. Ladies, thank you for being here. You can always send in your questions via DM on Instagram email yael at jewishlatinprincess.com and or you can whatsapp <laughs> you can whatsapp the number 832-317-6778 always looking forward to ask yael episodes and let me know if they're helpful by leaving a review and rating on apple Podcasts. that is the best way to support the show as it really helps the show move up and ranking on the apple podcast platform making it more accessible and searchable to jewish women like yourself so spread the wealth by leaving those reviews and of course subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode all right, see you all here next week and have a Shabbat Shalom.